Hey guys, I know it's Girl Scout cookie time, and there have been some uh, cookies floating around our studio here. I don't. I'm not going to eat any Girl Scout cookies this year. I'm sorry, Girl Scouts. I'll buy some, but I'm not going to eat any. Oh, I did. I ate one of the lemon ones. Yeah, Somebody, one mean. of our coworkers had the lemon. You know, the lemon. Lemonade. Lemonade. Maybe maybe they've heard us talk about trying to watch our weight and all that because we you know only got two boxes this year, which is interesting because yeah. there's three of us in the room. There's five fi- of us in the room. There's five of us in the room. Yes, exactly. And sometimes so, more. Which sharing is not a problem, but you know, I mean, it's interesting. Sharing is caring. Um, know, and by the way, just if they are listening, Sam's not so much watching his weight, <laughs> and he likes dosy dos. Okay, no. <laughs> look, um, I'm scanning up this weekend. I was just looking at a bunch of recipes. I do that all the time. I take my favorite books, recipe books down. I'll I start googling stuff, and I just start looking for mm-hmm. stuff, inspiration of stuff I want to cook. And I came across this really cool blog about chocolate chip cookies and the trick to making really good chocolate chip cookies. And I'm thinking, I've never had a bad one. It's not just the Toll House recipe. No. That thing is foolproof. The thing is foolproof. Our tailor makes it all the time. Instead of... Yeah, but she substitutes honey. honey. Yeah. Instead of brown sugar? Well, no, instead of vanilla. Oh, instead of vanilla. Right, right, right. One time we were out of vanilla and she did honey instead. Wow, that's a killer. So good. But one of the blogs I read, and this is cool to think about and realize... Instead of just doing one kind of chocolate chips, you should do a few. Do some chunks of dark chocolate in there. Do some semi-sweet chips. You can do white chips. You can add all kinds of chips. I haven't heard you mention milk yet. Milk chocolate. Well, yeah, milk chocolate. That too. That too. You know there's a million different kinds of chips. Yeah. So you can put different kinds of chocolate in there. Winner. I need to let Taylor know that little trick. Well, plus they make the butterscotch chips, they make the peanut chips, the mint chips. Yes, little bitty, 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 bitty M&M's yeah. you can put in cookies. And I think we should try little batches of each. <laughs> uh, you know, it, get her on it. I wonder if the Girl Scouts have ever made a chocolate chip cookie. They, I mean, they've got all these awesome. I just didn't know if they, Do they need ever to? have. No, they probably they don't. They really need to. covered it all. But it's right? interesting to me yeah. that is the quintessential cookie, and they haven't. You know, yeah, yeah. it is. But uh, you know what? The most exciting thing was for me last year about Girl Scout cookies <laughs> is when I bought a bunch of them, I was able to swipe for them. These Girl Scouts were using this would have square or whatever it's called. Oh, square yeah. on the phone. Square. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was able to just like, man, you can go crazy buying Girl Scouts. Uh, right, because if you didn't have cash before, That's right. you yeah. couldn't do it. No excuses. That's right. uh, congrats on that. <laughs> All right, coming up today, later on, how to tell if you're an introvert or an extrovert. Apparently, there's one surefire way, a question you can ask yourself. We'll do that just before eight. Coming up next, Jody's got the Hollywood Outsider. First one of the morning. We didn't get to this last week. Michael J. Fox gets his first tattoo at the age of 57. But the reason is super sweet. Tell you about it next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Did you guys see last week the picture of Michael J. Fox's tattoo? The first one he ever got at the age of 57? No, no, I did not see that. It's that a is sea, a turtle? It's sea a turtle? sea turtle swimming through like these ovals. It's so beautiful. Huh. Oh my gosh. And it's like on his forearm. Do you call that the forearm? Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Pull it up on your computer. Oh, it looks like sound waves. There's a really cool story behind it. It sees what happened is like last week, he showed up at this famous tattoo spot in New York called Bang Bang Tattoos. <laughs> and the, you know, the... The guy, the artist there is, it's also like a lot of famous people go there. And what happens is he's there and he's getting this tattoo and he ended up, Michael J. Fox, telling the guy the story. It's something that means something to him because it's his first tattoo. I'm sorry, that's a delicate spot on it your is. arm. Yeah. Would that, wouldn't that hurt? No, I got one on my forearm. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
Yin and yang. Yin and yang. Okay. Um, we're going to get to your tattoos because I have questions. Close but... to the bone hurts. If you get where there's light, you know, very thin skin, that's where it really hurts. Okay. All my skin is thin as far oh. as needles go. Okay. Anyway, so Michael J. Fox was telling this guy, yes, it's it's a personal story to me, but he told him the story and um, it said he was swimming in St. John and he spotted this turtle with a chunk missing from its fin and a scar on its face. But he swam next to the sea turtle for like half an hour. They just mm. swam together. And it was a big deal to Michael J. Fox for whatever personal reasons. And you can imagine it could mean that he felt some sort of kindredness with this turtle or yeah. he felt like it was something about his life, too. You know, or not, he was a not sea getting turtle to do- in a previous life. No, but anyway, he decided this is this was meant something to him, and so he got the tattoo of yeah. it. I was wondering if it was you know specific to Parkinson's, which he's you know struggled with for many years, many now, years, been, and, for years, and he's been quite the survivor with it. But, I yeah. think it must be that turtle's a survivor of something, yeah, but still swimming. So that's to me, if I could interpret it, it's something about that, and that he just had a moment and he wanted to mem- remember it forever yeah. and somehow symbolize it. He did that. To me, that's that's the that's a really good tattoo story. Well, usually, if you get a tattoo, you should have a reason for getting it, not right. just a "Hey, I'm gonna throw some ink on." You know, right? They say it's addictive, though, right? Yeah. I oh, wonder if yeah. he'll go back. Anyway, the tattoo owner, Bang Bang Tattoos in New York, said that while he was there, because it was him in the chair and everybody could see him in the window, that there was a crowd. They came really? in. <laughs> People came in. He, so after he was done getting his tattoo, he stayed and signed autographs and all that kind of stuff. Nice. So can we get to your yin and yang tattoo, Sam, or some of your meanings behind yours? Sure. You have how many? Uh, four right now. Uh, oh, you're getting more? Maybe I got four, four right, right now. Five. Yeah. I got five. Oh, get your count ready. Let's do that next. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. All right, Sam, you have how many tattoos? Five. How many did you have in the past? Uh, seven. Seven. So you've had two uh, removed. No, I, I knew you had one removed. I didn't know you had a second one. The one that you had removed that we all, I think we talked about here on the show, a lot. was the wedding band tattoo that you had. I yeah. remember the day you told us you were getting a wedding band tattoo. I thought, okay. Yeah, oh, I three and I thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> Great way to start a conversation. <laughs> Very Tommy uh, Lee and Pam. To, yeah. Instead of rings, to have a tattoo on the ring finger with the date right. of the wedding. Yeah. Let me see that ring finger now. Well, you had it I removed. I see nothing but a little hair. Yeah. yeah, that's good. You got all that removed because the ring outlasted the uh, the marriage, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And yeah. so what other one did you have removed? I had a big old son on my right bicep. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. You didn't like it? I almost didn't like it since the day it was drawn and put on there. So, uh, what was the inspiration for it? Yeah, is there a good story behind having the sun on your... I just wanted a son. I wanted a son. Okay. And I didn't want stock sons. You know, like you can go in a, and look at the artwork or look online. You wanted an original yeah. S-U-N. Boy, I got an original one, all right. Okay. So, those are gone. So, which ones that do you still have that have actual meaning? Like yin and yang. That's a good... That's yin a and good yang little... I have on the wrist, and it's the, supposedly the good side of the yin that faces me as opposed to the bad side that faces out. I've never well, knew I didn't know there that. was bad yang or bad ying, which like is the, the no. white the white side faces me, the dark side faces out. I never knew that. Now, I know the the yin and yang thing is like the good things and the bad things are always happening at the same time. Yeah. We all always live exist with that. together. It's true. And you the, the sooner you learn that and accept that, yeah. you know. 
yin and yang. Yeah. It's real. We all so feel it. So is that what the meaning is for you, or is it just you Keep wanted yin good. and yang? I wanted yin and yang because I've always liked yin and yang, and okay. then when I looked into it and studied it, <laughs> okay, I didn't study the arts. I, when I looked into it, it's like, okay, it has meaning, so I want that one facing out away okay. from me. I love that. To make it go away. That's so cool. I never knew that about so I, you after all these years. Well, but yeah. out, of, out of all of them, is there one that really has like seriously deep meaning? The reason that, that you, uh, Probably the first one, just because it was my first one. Which is? Florida Lee, New uh, Orleans. Okay. Uh, and it was and it was I got it before Katrina and everybody started getting Florida Lees and for the Saints and all that. Oh. Yeah. So it's like I got it because I'm New Orleans. You had Florida Lee tattooed it. before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yay. Any we can't see, Sam? Oh, <laughs> never mind. TMI on you a Monday. You want the meaning behind this one, too? Coming up, Sam has music news. Motown has a big treat for us all this year for their 60th anniversary. I'll tell you about it. Sam's got music news. Big year this year for Motown. It is their 60th anniversary. Oh, man. Motown, the so, record label. Yes. So much crazy good music. Yes. Okay. Um, and so what they're doing this year is they're launching something called Archive Dives. All throughout the year, they're going to give us a peek at some secrets in their archives that really don't see the light of day. And they kicked it off over the weekend with this, the actual loan, the $800 loan, a family loan secured by Barry Gordy Jr. to start Motown Records. You know, okay. they, all the paper. They did a little, fa- and they're doing all this on Facebook. Nice. So it was started for 800 bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah, $800. Wow. Right. And okay. he started it, released one song, like the day he got the money and opened, did all the paperwork, he released a song, and boom, went from there, January 12th, 1959. So the the anniversary was Saturday. Nice. Wow. Um, they are also building a, uh, they're doing a $50 million museum. The the house, now everybody knows the house, Hitsville, USA, and the mm-hmm. next door house, that's what their museum is right now. It's about 10,000 square feet. Okay. They're building a 50,000 square foot, $50 million museum. Good. That's supposed to be started later this year and take a couple years to build so that they can put all this stuff in. Now, all the stuff that they're showing us off the from the archives all throughout the year, they're going to put that in the new museum so that everybody can oh, finally cool. see it on a permanent okay. basis. And we get to hear all kind of, you know, all kind of great stuff like Temptations. I know you want to so throughout the year on big Motown days when something big happens, that's when they'll do one of their little Facebook things and we'll see, oh, More that's, of it. You know, that's the microphone so-and-so used or here's the sheet music from this. or This is your guy's trip, Murphy and Sam. This is your guy's to trip. Hitsville, USA. Wanting to do it? Any, well, I know. It's not maybe what you had in mind. I know no, you I had would, like Vegas look, I would, in mind. I'm fascinated by it. I mean, it, was, it wasn't until a few years ago where I'd heard that Motown as a record label produced more money made more money during the 1960s than all, everything the De- the Beatles did at that time. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it was just because I mean think about how many, how different many people came legendary in. artists were part of the Motown family. Oh, here's Smokey Robinson, here's Diana Ross, Jackson so here's Five. And remember, because we've all taken the tour at Sun Records in Memphis. I mean, how cool that was. Very cool. It wasn't, you know, doctored up or made fancy. It was like, here is the actual studio. Here's the actual phone. Jerry Lee and Johnny Cash. So it would be great to go to Motown and see the original. Look, I still want to see Stax Records. That museum is awesome, too, in Memphis, you know. All these legendary places around the country. All year long, check out Motown 60th Archive Dives on Facebook. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music News. All right, coming up, you know, we love to hear from you but and when we we're not here on the weekends but when you call leave us <laughs> messages can, yeah. we like to dig in so 877-310-4msj give us a call now and we'll check some messages next 
We love hearing from you, so give us a call anytime, 877-310-4MSJ. And I do say I mean that, kids. As long as your parents know you're calling, you can call. Um, and when we're not here, you can leave us messages, and you do. So Monday, yeah. we, let's check the voicemail, guys. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, 24-hour voicemail. Hi, my name is Grace. I wanted to comment on the mom knowing what's best for the daughter. My stepmom took me prom dress shopping in 2007, Mm. and I wanted a white dress, and she picked out this lime green dress. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, I can't do lime green. That's hideous. But I tried it on, and it was so beautiful. Mm. I was the only one at my prom in lime green, Uh and everyone loved my dress. Right. Thank you. That's awesome. Grace, thank you for leaving us the message. See, this mom is, does know best, well, this right? this is all based on my story about taking Phoebe shopping for her address <clears throat> um, for this formal winter semi-formal dance thing she's going to. And I was just trying to convince her, don't judge it by what it looks like on the hanger. You don't wear this kind of thing every day. Yeah. You need to put it on. And I remembered the same thing happening to me when I knew it all. And I was in high school and I knew what I wanted. And I wouldn't try on a dress. And my mom begged me to. And it ended up being the one I loved. So, you know, it's not it's not that moms know best. It's that try on the dress. Yeah. You know, don't box yourself Although into something I, that you think you want until you put it on. I do think moms know best, though. Yeah. Well. I mean, yeah. what is it going to hurt? You know, take that extra dress in the changing room with you. I know. It takes while you're two there, minutes to go, mm-hmm. While you are there, yeah. so much fun. Thank you for that. Man, lime green. You know, I mean, as guys, we should do the same thing, I think, you know. Yes. I, I, I finally had to push myself <laughs> to learn how to tie a tie because, you know, there were only so many styles and colors and clip-ons. <laughs> didn't look great. In high school. Yeah. <clears throat> and so by the time I was doing dance, I wanted to make sure that I looked, you know, good. But So did you, you know how to tie a bow tie? No, I do oh. not. And you know, my dad gave me a bow tie for my birthday that I have not... I've never worn it's a bow tie in my life. I'd love to know how to tie a bow tie. If I, I mean, I'm sure I could YouTube it and, and, and try to oh, oh, yeah. There's the internet now. There you go. <laughs> Should be able to do anything, anytime. Thank you for that. 877-310-4MSJ to jump in anytime. Where am I going to find a place I can learn (laughs) a bow tie? Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Chris Pratt has big personal news. I mean, something big he just did (laughs) yesterday. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Chris Pratt back in the news again today, and this is a big one. This is not just about a 21-day fast. Okay. Or the Lego movie. It's about his personal life. Hope you're ready. It'll be here any minute. It's a big one. He proposed to Catherine Schwarzenegger this weekend. Wow. And he made it official. In other words, he shared it with the world on Instagram, a picture of him kissing her. Here's the post. Are you ready? Uh Sweet Catherine, so happy you said yes. I'm thrilled to be marrying you. Proud to live boldly in faith with you. Here we go. Is that kind of quick since... Um, that's quick quick the, is relative, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, 18 yeah. months since he broke up and divorced... Um, Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Not too quick for him. She is the first person he's dated since his divorce. Yeah. Um, they were set up, actually, by her mother, Maria Shriver. Hmm. Thought they might be a good match. She did. Any word from dad on this uh, Absolutely. One? Chris, here's the, the story is that he um, asked Arnold's permission. Oh, so he did it the, uh, the, traditional, the traditional way. way. Yeah. So isn't that crazy and lovely? 
um, I guess there's going to be a big Hollywood type wedding. Be with sure Arnold. not to make my daughter cry. Arnold will give the bride away. Yeah. I just realized that. And shake his hand. <laughs> ah, ow. Congrats in yeah. order for Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger. Hmm. Let's take you to the box office this past weekend. I guess it's sort of a surprise that Aquaman was not number one again. Yeah. This beautiful drama about an unlikely friendship, the upside, beat Aquaman. I need assistance. Wait, don't your arms work? They don't. You can move your mouth. As can you. So, well, Brian I mean, Cranston and Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is funny, and Kevin Hart is all over the news right He's now. He's hot so, right now. Yeah. Everybody wanted to see his movie, and I mean, it's not just his movie. It's Brian Cranston. It's a for a film about friendship and unlikely friendship, and this was the one that made me want to go to the movies this weekend. I never made it there, but now mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. Now there must be really something nice to see yeah. here. All right, coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider this morning around 7.55. Is it really true that Eddie Murphy is coming back to the big screen? And is it really <laughs> true that it's for a Coming to America sequel? Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Time to get started on Monday. You know, you could always think of today as just a new beginning. That's, if, if you need a little positive, it's a, it's a fresh start today. You know, my you know? favorite thing about it is getting up is half the battle. So if you're already up, boom, you win. It's true. So what's the other half of the battle? <laughs> get through the rest of the other work. 23 and a half Traffic. hours. Yeah. Sam always finds the new eats. He's the food dude. You do realize we are one month from Valentine's Day. Cool. Now I do. Now that you said Today it. is the 14th. A uh, mm-hmm. lot of uh, stuff coming out already uh, to look forward to for Valentine's Day. My favorite on this, and I'm going to give it to you first, Hershey's is putting out a new kiss, a lava cake kiss for oh, Valentine's Day. so and there's I've, something gooey in the middle. And I've seen the pictures of this. It's a dark chocolate kiss. Yeah. Nice. Inside, it's the gooey chocolate. Ooh. Oh, man. Getting us again. Now, that sets the tone for Valentine's Day. I've yeah, heard baby. people say That's that. right. Got a kiss for you, baby. Yes. Okay. Now, it won't be warm, you know, like the lava cakes are in the uh, restaurants, but still, be, man. If you want it to be. Yeah, you and you know that. what? You can't really warm it, can you? <laughs> you'll, you'll melt the whole thing. I melted the bag, Mom. Can't put that uh, paper in the microwave either. Uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. They're putting out emoji wrappers. It's single, single oh, wrapping. Oh, that's cute. And each one will have an emoji on it. I saw and the big Reese's Peanut Butter Heart already the other day. Have you seen the little ones? They're putting out little ones that are pink. It's not chocolate on the outside. It's a pink, it's a white cream that's then peanut butter on the inside. And then it's peanut butter on the inside. Ooh, you're going to like that. So you can find those. Mm. Uh, Starburst has the heart shaped Starburst. This is kind of cool. Capri Sun is getting into the Valentine's game. Really? Mm. How do you do that? The, the Capri Sun pouches. Yeah. You can give those as Valentine's to and all the kids in the class. They're going to have a little spot on there where you can write to and from. from. Oh, yeah. okay. That's sweet. Be my Valentine. That's and healthy. Fun. Yes. Be my Reasonably. squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> Remember one of my favorite gifts for Valentine's Day, especially for women to give dudes? Mm-hmm. Send them a pizza at work. Just saying. That, that works. Men love pizza. I mean, more days than Valentine's Day. That works. To- you're right. Totally. Yeah. Sweetheart stuff. Uh, one last one, two Oreos is uh, putting out these little Oreos Valentine's packs. Two Oreos in a pack, and you got the little spot to write to and from on there. Mm, my heart's beating faster wow. already. That works for me. Two Oreos in a pack. Yeah. That's like it. One bite. It's <laughs> almost <laughs> the start of the serving. <laughs> Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Okay, 877-310-4MSJ. Rebecca wants to chat, I think, about pizza, guys. Oh, really? Okay. Give us a call anytime and join the conversation. 877-310-4MSJ. What's up, Rebecca? 
I was just listening to you guys on the show talking about pizza. Yes. And <laughs> Yum. Um, I had, I, I don't know if you've ever had the hot stuff pizza from the gas station. I know it's super greasy, super bad for you, but super delicious. I've not had it. <laughs> no, I haven't. Yeah, well, like, Senex gas stations, they'll have, like, hot stuff pizza. And um, I had one slice waiting for me this morning to take to work. And I opened the fridge, and it's gone. Ooh. So, Ooh. Ooh. That's my pizza story for today. So do you write your name like mm. this is Rebecca's Don't Touch It? <laughs> well, my husband works the late shift, so he probably came home and ate it. Oh, oh so this was at the house. Work. I thought you meant when you got I to work. I thought you meant at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. no so that's a serious... I, I know better to leave pizza at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Our kids, you know what they do, Rebecca? When we have really good leftovers from a restaurant... They will even at the restaurant write on top of it, you know, Phoebe's fried rice. Do not touch unless you're Phoebe. <laughs> That's yeah. a good idea. Very cool. I didn't know about that gas. I've heard rumors about how good the gas station pizza is. Yeah. I believe you, so I'm going to stay away from it. <laughs> See, I've had gas station fried chicken that's good, but never right. pizza. Right. Mm, cool. Like the Chester's chicken stuff? Yeah. Mm. So delicious. Yeah. You know how a lot of people do Taco Tuesday? Sam does Friday night pizza almost yeah. every Friday. Pizza Friday with right. the kids. <laughs> Thank you for calling, Rebecca. No worries. Love your show. Keep Thank, doing what you do. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Yeah, some of my favorite gas station food is usually in the middle of nowhere. Don't know why. Yeah. Those are the best kind of hole-in-the-wall styles for that. Yeah. God, that's yeah. true. Remember that that trip we were coming back from, Murphy? And we were an hour away from home, but the lady was shutting down the gas station. Oh, yeah. She was selling... She was, she was she, getting she, rid of fried chicken. She was selling the chicken four for one. I'm like... <laughs> Give it all to me. <laughs> we left that gas station with three bags of chicken. <laughs> and I'm sorry, there's a reason she was getting rid of it. It had been sitting under the lamps all day. Oh, oh. but it was good. Yeah, it was a little dry. I, I think it, it might have smelled better than it actually tasted because it was dry. Hey, it. girls, look what I got. Sucker. Three bags of chicken. 877-310-4MSJ. Anytime you want to jump in. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. So there's a brand new reason why you can't call Sam during a playoff game like <laughs> yesterday's. Oh, what a Saints game yesterday. Yes, um, after the well, first quarter, Sam, I almost texted you, but I knew it was not a good time. Well, at at first. Okay. Okay. Eagles fans are not saying the same thing. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, I, but what happened yesterday was... Um, I was watching it. My oldest son Sammy was watching it, and I, you know, mom was too. She was there. I bet she was in hysterics. Right. Uh, she. Um, Wait, she was there. She was working the. Yeah, Super she was dome. working the dome. Man, she'll be working next week too. Uh, but I kept getting texts from my son Sammy, and I got a phone call too. And I realized I'm watching it on Roku on the Fox Sports app, and I realized because oh, no. of what he was telling Delays. me delays that he was about a play and a half, maybe two plays ahead of me. Oh. Ooh, that's, that's a lot. Not good. That's a lot in no, football. And, and I found this out because he calls and we're talking, and uh, he goes, "Well, thank goodness that happened, huh?" Right. I was like, "What? We're, <laughs> we're moving down the field. What?" He goes, "Wait, wait, you kidding?" I said, "No, what?" And then while we're talking. 
touchdown. You it's like, have to know it. <laughs> oh, oh, you got to stop talking to him while you're watching this. Yeah, and then it's like he goes, "Oh, I guess you're behind." And I explain, I'm watching on the app, so maybe I'm. It's a delay mm-hmm. going through the whole process, and so then he would text me later on. At least we got that. We, you know, it's a shame we didn't get a TD there. And oh, I was like, whoa! It's like please stop because right now on my screen we're moving down the field. Right, and it wound up where we, we had a, a field goal. It was that far behind. Yeah. And then, so, okay, at the end. Yeah, stay off social media if you're watching it that way, too. You know, they got the interception to end the game. Yes. I didn't know this because I'm watching, going, oh, goodness, the Saints, you know, heart attack. Here we go again. He goes, I get a text. I'm not going to spoil it, but oh, boy. And it's like, oh, boy, that could go either way. That's sort of spoiling it. Yeah. You need to, if you're going to watch it like that, you need to warn him. He shouldn't have sent you a text either. He can't keep. He can't keep something when he's got something exciting. But you either put your phone down or tell him not to text you because next week you're going to be doing the same thing. The same exact thing. Unless you have him over. Yeah, that's maybe, the idea. Maybe you can do the old-fashioned thing and just stick an antenna in the air next time. Oh yeah! <laughs> Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Joey. Okay, have you ever wondered? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Apparently, there's kind of a little trick test we can all do to figure it out. Okay, so let's do it next. Hi guys, has anyone ever asked you if you're an extrovert or an introvert? And did you know how to answer? Well, I, I was asked that question recently and I did not know how to answer. Well, it's weird that somebody would actually ask you because if they know you, then wouldn't they know right. that you're an introvert? Is it something you really have to ask? I think so. Okay, so mm, here's... Because nah, see, Murphy, extrovert. Mm. But I'm not really. Really? Yeah, I'm not as much... I mean, I think... And I guess it depends on how you define it. I am. I mean, I absolutely am a social person. Right. But I'm probably introverted on some things. Would you say yes. or not? Okay. I want to start. I'll tell you why this even came up. I ran into a friend of mine. We're going to get there, Murphy. I ran into a friend of mine who I don't see very often. I'm running into a coffee shop. Because she's an introvert? <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, so I'm walking. She's like, hey, Jody," And we talked for a few minutes. And I, it was like during the holidays when... We were on break, and I was like, this break is much needed. I need to recharge and all this kind of stuff. And she right. said, yeah, you know, you your guys are always kind of on and all that. And I said, yeah, I really need it. And she said, well, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And I was like, I don't know. And she said, well, the way to tell is after a bunch of socializing, you know, when you're with people or what or doing what you do, do you feel drained or do you feel energized by it? Uh, or when you need to come back to your center, do you like to be with people or do you like to be alone? And I'm thinking it depends. So I do want to start. A psychologist by, friend of yours? No, yeah. she's a dear friend of mine, uh-huh. and I did ask her how she knows this. Like, where'd you get this? Where'd this come? Wait, from? is this your PhD friend? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, because you know, I mean, it's that's pretty deep. What you're what you're saying? My PhD there, and- friend. It, it, it's all about. Um, it's one of those archaeology. <laughs> it's like one of those things I don't know exactly what she does. So, if you were having a rock conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, look, long story short, a therapist worked with her on the, with that once because she was trying to figure out her introvert daughter. And that uh-huh. was kind of the lesson. So, introverts feel drained after too much socializing Man, no and kidding. need to come back to being alone. Mm-hmm. And then extroverts get charged up by it. 
you know, and feed off of the energy. See, that to me is you, Murphy. Yeah, I guess that would that be. You, I'm, I'm more of an extrovert than an introvert. Absolutely. My dad, however, would be considered an introvert. He's Absolutely. one of those, he likes to go back to just chilling for himself, you know, after yeah. a big get together and that sort of what thing. What about you, Sam? Uh, I'm that. You're I, an introvert. I prefer more alone time than Agreed. with people. Which yeah. is one reason singleness is working out for you so yeah. well. Go figure. And Jody, as your husband, I, I think actually I know what you are. That's funny Will because you let me, me. I first? don't know what I am. You don't? Okay. This confused right. me further. Mm-hmm. You okay? can put me to the test We'll next. do that coming up. So uh, Jody was saying that a friend of hers asked, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And you actually had to stop and think about it for a I minute. I didn't mm-hmm. know how to answer. And I actually left her with, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And, and she said the question is, or, or here's what she had learned. Um, an introvert feels drained after social over you know socializing Mm. and an extrovert feels recharged so when you need to be recharged do you go you know go get alone when you need to go back to your center or do you need people and we've established that sam is an introvert i guess i I mean i guess i really on the whole am an extrovert but i know that there are times where social but i guess socializing can wear anybody out it's like anything any other activity right at some point you get worn out you do get recharged by you're more of an extrovert and that's what i want to say i I don't think you have to put yourself in a box as one or the other sometimes you're more of an introvert sometimes you're more of an extrovert that's how i feel yeah because i don't think i fit into either one of those yeah it's the difference between mounds and almond joy almond joy sometimes (laughs) you feel like a nut sometimes you don't right i think you're 50 50 Uh, jody what I, think, about you? I think you're somewhere in between because I've seen the situations where you feed on it, mm-hmm. but it's almost like as soon as it's over, you're like, ah, <sighs> okay, okay. What about you, Murphy? As the, as your husband and the guy that yeah. sees you every day, yeah. Um, I would say that you're more of an extrovert than an introvert, but when you're tired, is when you withdraw. Right. You will, you would rather be in kind of in your have cocoon confer- and, yeah, and, yeah. and and re-energize. So I don't know if that I means mean, I'm confused or maybe I'm a good balance. I don't know. It may be what Sam is saying. Maybe you actually are fifty fifty. It depends Yay. on the mode. But I would have to say if I chose one over the other, it's it's extrovert. You're going to be the person who's going to start a conversation with pe- people in a room, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. and fee- and 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 re- you know that refuels you. Yeah. But yeah. I just think that's a really good thing to remember if you're trying to figure out. Not that it matters. Like I said, I really do believe that all people. People are sometimes more extroverted and sometimes more introverted. I hope so. So here's a weird question. Within a relationship, I mean, you know, is your partner sort of like the exception to the rule? Because like when you and I are relaxing, we don't have to detach from each other. You know, if we're chilling over a TV show. That's what you think. (laughs) (laughs) I guess what I was getting at is, you know, does it apply to all social interactions, even those that you see every day, like within your own family? Anyway. No, because I think the more comfortable you are with a group, they don't drain you. You guys don't drain me. Aren't you happy to That's find what that you out? Think. No, no. <laughs> Bunch of vampires. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood outsider. Okay, is it really true? Is Eddie Murphy coming back to the big screen? And is it for Coming to America 2? Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Okay, so Friday I started getting messages from my friends, and then when it was confirmed this weekend from Sam with a link, I knew it was true. It's true. Eddie Murphy is coming back, and he confirmed it Friday, coming back to the big screen, coming to America 2. I believe the children are our future. (laughs) Thank you. Teach them where. Oh my gosh. Let them lead the way. <laughs> Show them all the beauty they possess inside. I cannot tell you the cult favorite oh. that this movie is among so many of my friends. How many times did I watch it in 88? Probably about 10. Well, the good thing is it's 
a hilarious movie when he was in his prime and totally. he's coming back to do comedy. It's not I one know. of the straight things or when he did the Saturday Night Live 40th. And Where he, was, he didn't make any funny. Yeah, I know. Like, <clears throat> I don't understand joke. that either. But here's the deal. You know, remember there were there were scenes in that movie where he was every character, like the barbershop scenes. Yes. Fabulous. Uh, and it's all star-studded. Remember James Earl Jones was his father in yeah. this movie. Um, Arsenio Hall was in this movie. Okay. So this is the statement from Eddie Murphy. After many years of anticipation, I'm thrilled that Coming to America 2 is officially moving forward. We've assembled a great team led by director Craig Brewer. Just looking forward to bringing all these classic and beloved characters back to the big screen. Good. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. It is cool. And it the only problem I see is that the first one was so loved and so perfect. Yeah. It has got to be great. It's got to bring it. Oh, you sound like me. But you know what? Eddie. For all the things that Eddie Murphy has turned down in the last 15 years, Truth. he probably wouldn't have signed off on it unless it was going to be great. So it's yeah. all his creative mm-hmm. you know, genius. So if, if he's got his fingers all in the creativity of it, we're all down for it. Okay. Last night, moving on. HBO brought us True Detective Season 2, but during that, of I'm sorry, Season, season three. 3, but during that, we got a new Game of Thrones trailer. This horror has come to my family. It's all because I couldn't love a motherless child. You are a Stark. You might not have my name, but you have my blood. So John and Sansa and Arya are in the dungeons of Winterfell walking around looking at all these crypts of their uh, you know their family ancestors. and it's crazy beautiful new images and we have the official date for the Game of Thrones final season which will be April 14th Sunday April 14th hmm. alright I'll plan not to be at the house that day <laughs> I've already blocked out a couple hours sweetie Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. On the way in your next Outsider, around 8.30, why did Chris Pratt have a serious talk with Arnold Schwarzenegger this weekend? Get back to work on Monday, and if there is anything that you missed earlier today, because, you know, Mondays are busy and crazy, uh, you can catch it on the Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast, and uh, come hang out with us after the show, too. We'll have a new episode of that later today. Uh, quick, guys, what's that new chocolate chip cookie trick I taught you earlier this morning? Put all the kind of chips in one cookie. Yeah. You don't have to do just one kind of chip. In fact, <laughs> I am a huge fan of cho- dark chocolate chunks. Yeah. Shavings or whatever. And they dark make many chips, too. Many morsels. Yeah, many, many, many. I like semi-sweet and I like dark chocolate. Well, and peanut butter chips are good. I mean, there are a lot of cookies that you get. Whether it's you know bakeries or some coffee shops, those chunk cookies have multiple chips in them: milk chocolate chips, dark chocolate, and all that. Are those chunks. are so good. Do you They're know very that good. somebody showed up? You guys know last week we had a luncheon here, yeah, at uh, at work, and we all ate, and there was a tray of cookies, and they were chocolate chip, and um, I did not get one, and then I go back into the room to say my goodbyes to everybody, and I grabbed one, broke it in half. And then ate just the middle part, that happy little part that's all soft. Oh, that and was threw you. the edges away. <laughs> so I basically had one bite of it. Whatever. That's, I shouldn't that's have thrown away the edges. I mean, it's, yeah. I didn't have one. i that to you, Hummer. I didn't have one either. I had two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just want to throw that out. And by the way, our favorite cookie recipes, just a few of them, are online for you at murphysamandjody.com. Learned that little cookie trick this weekend. I use, whenever I have extra chips, like yes, making Sam. a recipes and you get some milk and some you semi-sweet, I put them all in one Ziploc bag and that's what I use for pancakes on the weekends. Very clever, Martha. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, the kids love them all. 
Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Did you guys see last week the picture of Michael J. Fox's tattoo? The first one he ever got at the age of 57? No, I did not see that. That is a turtle? It's a sea turtle swimming through like these ovals. It's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. And it's like on his forearm. Do you call that the forearm? Yeah. Um, It's beautiful. Pull it up on your computer. Oh, it looks like sound waves. There's a really cool story behind it. And see what happened is like last week, he showed up at this famous tattoo spot in New York called Bang Bang Tattoos. (laughs) And the, you know, the... The guy, the artist there is, it's also like a lot of famous people go there. And what happens is he's there and he's getting this tattoo and he ended up, Michael J. Fox, telling the guy the story. It's something that means something to him because it's his first tattoo. I'm sorry, that's a delicate spot on it your is. arm. Yeah. Would that hurt? Wouldn't that hurt? No, I got one on my forearm. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yin and yang. Yin and yang. Okay. Um, we're going to get to your tattoos because I have questions. Close but... to the bone hurts. If you get where there's light, you know, very thin skin, that's where it really hurts. Okay. All my skin is thin as far oh. as needles go. Okay. Anyway, so Michael J. Fox was telling this guy, yes, it's it's a personal story to me, but he told him the story and um, it said he was swimming in St. John and he spotted this turtle with a chunk missing from its fin and a scar on its face. But he swam next to the sea turtle for like half an hour. They just mm. swam together. And it was a big deal to Michael J. Fox for whatever personal reasons. And you can imagine it could mean that he felt some sort of kindredness with this turtle or yeah. he felt like it was something about his life, too. You know, or not, not sea getting turtle to do- in a previous life. No, but anyway, he decided this is this was meant something to him, and so he got the tattoo of yeah. it. I was wondering if it was you know specific to Parkinson's, which he's you know struggled with for many years, many now, years, he, and, and, for years, and he's been quite the survivor with it. But, I yeah. think it must be that turtle's a survivor of something, yeah, but still swimming. So that's to me, if I could interpret it, it's something about that, and that he just had a moment and he wanted to remember remember it forever yeah. and somehow symbolize it. He did that. To me, that's that's the that's a really good tattoo story. Well, usually, if you get a tattoo, you should have a reason for getting it, not right. just a "Hey, I'm gonna throw some ink on." You know, right? They say it's addictive, though, right? Yeah. I oh, wonder if yeah. he'll go back. Anyway, the tattoo owner, Bang Bang Tattoos in New York, said that while he was there, because it was him in the chair and everybody could see him in the window, that there was a crowd that came really? in. <laughs> People came in. He, so after he was done getting his tattoo, he stayed and signed autographs and all that kind of stuff. Nice. So can we get to your yin and yang tattoo, Sam, or some of your meanings behind yours? Sure. You have how many? Uh, four right now. Uh, oh, you're getting more? Maybe I got four, four right, right now. Five. Yeah. I got five. Oh, get your count ready. Let's do that next. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Sam's got music news. Big year this year for Motown. It is their 60th anniversary. Oh, man. Motown, the record label. Yes. So much crazy good music. Yes. Okay. Um, And so what they're doing this year is they're launching something called Archive Dives. All throughout the year, they're going to give us a peek at some secrets in their archives that really don't see the light of day. And they kicked it off over the weekend with this, the actual loan, the $800 loan family loan secured by Barry Gordy Jr. to start Motown Records. You know, okay. they, all the paper. They did a little face, and they're doing all this on Facebook. Nice. So it was started for 800 bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah, $800. Wow. Dollars. Right. And okay. he started it, released one song, like the day he got the money and opened, did all the paperwork, he released a song, and boom, went from there, January 12th, 1959. So the, the anniversary was Saturday. Nice. Wow. 
Um, they are also building a, uh, they're doing a $50 million museum. The the house, now everybody knows the house, Hitsville, USA, and the mm-hmm. next door house, that's what their museum is right now. It's about 10,000 square feet. Okay. They're building a 50,000 square foot, $50 million museum. Good. That's supposed to be started later this year and take a couple years to build so that they can put all this stuff in. Now, all the stuff that they're showing us off the from the archives all throughout the year, they're going to put that in the new museum so that everybody can oh, finally cool. see it on a permanent okay. basis. And we get to hear all kind of, you know, all kind of great stuff like Temptations. I know you want to leave me. So throughout the year on big Motown days when something big happens, that's when they'll do one of their little Facebook things and we'll see, oh, More that's, of it. You know, that's the microphone so-and-so used or here's the sheet music from this. or This is your guy's trip, Murphy and Sam. This is your guy's to trip. Hitsville, USA. Wanting to do it. Any, well, I know. It's not maybe what you had in mind. I know no, you I had would, like Vegas look, I would, in mind, I'm fascinated but. by it. I mean, it was it wasn't until a few years ago where I had heard that Motown, as a record label, produced more money, made more money during the 1960s than all, everything the De- the Beatles did at that time. Wow! Mm-hmm. And it was just because I mean. Think about how many how different many people came legendary in. artists were part of the Motown family. Here's Smokey Robinson. Here's Diana Ross. Jackson so Five. And remember, because we've all taken the tour at Sun Records in Memphis. I mean, right. how cool that Very was. Very cool. It wasn't, you know, doctored up or made fancy. It was like, here is the actual studio. Elvis here's the actual phone. Jerry Lee and Johnny Cash. Well, so it would be great to go to Motown and see the original. Look, I still want to see Stax Records. That museum yeah. is awesome, too, in Memphis, you know. All so, these legendary places around the country. All year long, check out Motown 60th Archive Dives on Facebook. Kind of nice to be into the new year and not have any resolutions. <laughs> you know, the three of us decided that we would be, we're going to do it. We're going to do goals, just goals. not resolutions. I wrote down three of mine finally. Um, there was uh, something else that I saw. Tim Ferriss, who's the guy that did the four hour work week, you know, he's just sort of an entrepreneurial type. He's really, he's a great, great podcast. And I mean, I enjoy the guy. He doesn't do either. He does something he calls a prior year review. Uh, it's a PYR. Uh, 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 now, what do you, and really the goal is to figure out what things were great about last year that stood out. Thought it and, wasn't a goal. And what things were, you know, not great um, about last year and th- you would like to avoid. So you're almost making a to-do and not to-do. You want to repeat the things yeah. that were positive, meaning social experiences, vacations, those kind of things. And if they were like social settings or things you committed to that really were, they were bad, you just don't repeat those this year. Um, but it's a little complex to me because he, he goes through his entire previous year calendar and it uh. has a pros and cons list. Was this good? Yes or no? So it would seem to me I would have trouble getting through the whole thing. like this year. exercise would go on the not so good list. Yeah. Well, so it, if, if you're going to do something like that, then you should keep track of that as you go during the year. That would make it easy. Right. <laughs> Don't do this again. Yeah. <laughs> right. You get to the end of the year. Get oh, you a highlighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what he's just getting at, though, is it, it, you start off with the things that are based in the reality of your life. And you're not like trying to create some far-fetched resolution. Right. You know, I'm going to climb year. a mountain yeah. by myself sort of a right. thing. <laughs> How'd that work for you last year? <laughs> what do you do with your jeans when you're finished with them? Do you Donate them. Finish with them? Yeah. Cut oh, you them mean, off. As in you can't wear them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I donate them. It's been a long time. I don't go through jeans very fast because I don't wear them a whole bunch. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, on the weekends, I'm not, I'm just one of those, I'm not comfortable in jeans. I don't like being bound I to love something jeans. so tight. I wear them, co- I wear them all the time. Yeah, jeans are the only thing of my clothes when I clean out that I don't donate though. Why? Because my jeans, when I wear them, I wear them out. Completely out. But yeah. I don't want to throw them away. And just in case I may want to wear them again. Sure. I've found this program that J. Crew is doing right now where you can Same. donate your jeans mm-hmm. and it goes to Habitat for Humanity. Apparently, they okay. can take the jeans and turn them into a cotton um, 
cotton fiber insulation for housing. Oh, wow. So you just, if you've got extra jeans, like I probably have about 10 pair of jeans from years past. Right. Take them into a J. Crew. You donate them to that program, and they'll nice. give you a coupon, I think, for some new jeans. But that's cool. it goes to a, a good cause. I did not know that. And that's I don't. Super cool. And you know, it wouldn't do me any good to donate them to like Goodwill because there's holes and stuff like that, and it's like I'm donating trash as opposed to something that's gently used. Right. So <laughs> here's my trash jeans. <laughs> yeah. Although nowadays it is in fashion, I guess. Thanks for having us on while you work. Coming up, uh, hang out with us after the show. We've got another new episode of the Murphy, Sam, and Jody After the Show podcast, which today may as well be called the After the Show Pizza Cast. Mm, Heck yes. Yum. Pizza for everybody today. <laughs>